What up, though? This is MRKSX. Check out my new single, Get Me, featuring speech from the Grammy Award-winning Arrested Development. My love has a lesson for you, but my patience has, so you really need to bask Available now on all streaming platforms as a part of The Plugs EP. Go to gettheplugs.com and get 20% off right now. You are listening to DFPN, the Dat Feeling Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Lost in Translation podcast brought to you by DFPN, that Philly podcast network. I am your host, Mark, and I'm here with my co-host, my guy, Malik Abdul-Rahman. What is up? What is up? This is episode six, right? Six? Episode six, yeah. This is episode six. Um, thanks to everybody that is that has uh, been following us. I've been getting really good feedback. Sometimes I get I get nervous that I go too deep into detail mm-hmm. but from what I'm being told people are um, people are appreciating it um, mm-hmm. I often I make the mistake sometimes of um, well so let me let me say it this way there's a lot of power in not showing how things really happen right like there's a lot yeah. of power in yeah. playing into the fantasy of how people hope things happen well you know, you know you know I think that that's a um I think that that's an, a, you know, an important observation. Um, I think that that's something that's very true of what it is that we do, you know, in hip hop, yeah. you know, um, especially on production side of that. People, you know, people um, know that they, they say it's who, you know, but I'm a, but that is one of the grossest understatements. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. A, yes. The truth is people that are not as half as talented as other people get enormous opportunity just based off who they know. It's true. Mm, yeah. It's true. You don't want it to be true unless you're the one that's in that position. Uh, you don't yeah. want it to be true. <laughs> you 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 want to hope. You wish that your your talents will make room for you. And every now and again, every now and again, you get a fair balance, right? You get a fair yeah. balance of yeah, that person really was talented, and the people helped them because they knew them. You know, you mm. every now and mm. every now and again, it does it 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 does happen, but um. You know, I just I just want to make sure for document purposes that I'm very clear and detailed on these things, because for for the both of us, it can't be overstated that there are people that helped us that just flat did not have to. They just 100 percent. They could have avoided us. And, 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 this, and our stories would have been wildly different, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm beyond a shadow of a doubt. Us. They didn't need yeah. us either. They didn't no. need us, man. They didn't need those experiences. No. They were, you know, it's it, there were famous people coming through Japan all of the time that they could put their hands on at any time, you know, yeah. and, and, yeah. and that they could deal with this, that, and the third, man. So so there had to be something about us where we look, we we meant business, you know what I mean? And we and we and we respected what they were doing, and and I and we must have had enough talent where they felt like Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted to uh, to give us a shot, man. So I just wanted to yeah. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, and shout to those people who do not just in our lives, but for you know anybody listening, you know, especially if you're somebody who's a creative or an artist, you know, shout to those people who do take the time to put you on, you know, quote unquote. Um, well, yeah, it's very, put, uh, putting you on could be yeah, it's, it, and it could be small things. Putting you on, meaning let me introduce you to. Right. Yeah, or pass a CD or pass a file yeah, or whatever. Man, anything, yeah. bro. Anything. And I can't even think to myself, a lot of times, I don't even know that what they got in return from helping me was really worth it. I don't, I don't yeah. know. 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. I made a few dollars, but it's not like they went off to go be- to, you know, like like the, yeah. those songs didn't become smash hits. No, <laughs> you no know? but you know, you know, you know, though. Um, I, I was gonna, I was thinking about something, and um, and I know that this is something that we talk about a lot, and I know that this episode especially is going to focus a little bit more on a specific person um, that you really wanted to wanted to kind of zone in on um, and zero in on, but who played an integral role in your story. I just wanted to kind of point out though too, and I think that this is kind of like the beauty of, of, of it a lot of times is that um, it's those people who you meet who you don't expect, you know, um, like through you meeting them is going to lead to something like wildly bigger, like our entire world. And that's normally, you know, it's like the people who I least expect are going to actually like, it's going to be a fruitful uh, meeting or a fruitful um, union. Um, those like the smallest pops end up being the biggest ones, like the longest sustained ones. Cause it's like, man, like I'm still kind of um, gleaning uh, opportunities from this one person right here, you know? Um, yeah. And that, that that's really important to point out a lot of times. And especially for younger cats who are listening, man, um, for young kind of starting out or you're still kind of finding your way. I mean, we all are still always finding our way. I don't think there's, I think something you told me a long time ago, Mark, was that, you know, there is no there, you know, it's just a path, you know, it's the path, but there is no there. And I thank God for that, you know, getting that realization early because if there's a there, I wouldn't be doing this anymore. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to edit that. I'm going to edit that in this way. I'm going to say that, Mm -hmm. that, there's there's no there in the sense that that most people are looking for there in my opinion i believe there is two things there mm. one, one one there is at total peace with yourself right like um mm. um at peace with yourself and the other one is you're at peace with yourself because you know that you have been about the business of fully realizing your potential um mm. and mm. and in my and in my opinion that's there like when you know you are about the business of realizing your full potential at any given moment, that mm. is there, right? When, mm. you, when you finish that workout, right? When you finish that yeah. workout, that's there, bro. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, yeah. That, is there. Yeah. that is there. When you, when you, um, when you, when you're listening to a record and you're sure that you can flip it a certain way and you actually do, that's that's, that's that's there, bro. You know what I'm I think, saying? I think that, you're 100 percent right. You know, you're 100 right. You set a goal when you set a goal for yourself, and you actually meet or exceed it. That's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I totally agree with that. And so and so, uh, but I, I know that uh, you know. I don't know what we all get this idea of, and and it makes perfect sense with this podcast of like, are uh, there is um, rich um, and famous. I think it's enticing because when we, if we get there, then that means we can make whatever decisions we want to make at any given time. Right. We could do that's true. Yeah. Like like freedom exists at the place where people respect you for what you have or for, for who you are. And, and, but, but, but history shows us that not Mm. everybody, not everybody, not everybody, not everybody. Okay, but history history shows us that most people that experience that existence crash and burn. Oh, one hundred percent. We all we all like to believe that we're the exception. Yeah, we like we like to believe that we are. You know, listen, man, I'm not going to go into detail, but you know, I mean, I lost my mind a few times in 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 Japan. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I got I got Mm -hmm. on task. 
You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I got mm-hmm. on fast, man, because I'm, I'm human. You know, and while I yeah. while I was chasing my dreams, I was also, you know, what I'm saying chasing, you know, what I thought it meant to be a black man in Japan. You know, what yeah. what 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 or to be somebody who was or to be somebody who's like bubbling up by like doing what it is that you know, yeah. you know that you want to do. You know, I had entitlement. I had entitlement towards certain things, you know what I mean? Listen, man, life is different when you don't have to pay for your drinks, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Life is different when you, when you, life is different when, you know, there, there's, um, you know, there, 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 there's, you know, a couple of hundred people in line and you don't have to go in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like they're waving to you to come in, like, don't worry about that, we got you. Right. Life is different when you, you know, when you don't have to pay for meals. (laughs) Sure, absolutely, bro. (laughs) And and so and so, uh, I feel like I was blessed to experience a little bit over there because when I did start seeing it stateside, it wasn't I wasn't uh, taken aback by it. You know, I had kind of felt that energy before, but mm. but uh, but I, I I wanted to. Um, so there's three more stories I want to tell. Yeah, I'm gonna tell the first one today, uh, gotcha. and the first one is about a guy named Chris. Um, Chris Lennon, mm. uh, to be mm. to be exact, and and uh, I met Chris because of Q, you know, back, mm. back Q, yeah. uh, Q and I, and Ashton attended an event, in, I think Nishiazabu, Nishiazabu, yeah, and yeah. and uh, and DJ Masterkey, I believe, or Oaken, who's who was his understudy, Oaken, yeah, I haven't heard yeah. that name in a while. Wow. DJing at this event. And when we were leaving, um, Q said something to me like this. That's the guy you need to talk to right there. And I was like, wow, who is he? And um, and he was drunk as hell. He was drunk as hell. <laughs> <laughs> he just was. He just was, man. <laughs> he just was, man. And we was outside of this club, man. That's my guy, man. He's like one of my best friends, man. This, he know what it is, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and he was walking beside Master King and, and, and Q says, you need to talk to him. And I was like, uh, okay. And at the time, and 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 so, and so ah, let me back up. The reason why Chris, the reason why Q knew who Chris was uh, and the reason why he knew who Master Key was is because Chris had befriended this young lady named Jen. Okay, Jen, mm. Jen, Jen um, uh, had a business or worked for a business that was a liaison um, that that was a but li- that was a liaison between America and Japan. She could speak perfect Japanese. I feel like she lived in Japan as a child for a time. Um, mm. She was definitely American, white lady. Um, remind, mm. reminded me of like Wendy Day, like like in terms of her attitude and 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 her uh, her ability to communicate, business into the entertainment to the entertainment side. Um, mm. I I came to appreciate. Now I I I wasn't crazy about her in the beginning. I wasn't I wasn't crazy mm. about her in the beginning. But hindsight being twenty twenty, man, and I'm saying this because I gave Jen some static a few times while I was over there, but. Yeah. Uh, but hindsight being 2020, man, you know, I was young and I didn't understand what her positioning and her spacing was. And she was actually trying to help me um, mm. a lot of times. She got me in a lot of magazines and and she mm. got me some money 
this, that, and the third. But that's that's neither here nor there. So if Jen ever hears this, shout out to you. I apologize for any static I gave you while I was in Japan. But um, mm. so anyway, she was working with DJ Master Key. Um, mm. He had a record label called Life Entertainment. And, yep, I remember and, that. And she was working with him. She was like business partners with this dude. And Q, mm. because of what I told you, you guys, a couple of episodes ago, he was somebody that was a part of the international world in Japan that I just wasn't. Um, yeah. He got to, he got to know Jen through throwing his parties and doing, you know, the various things. He yeah. was doing. So, so, um, so he knew Jen. And so he was invited to this event because of Jen. Anyhow, uh, Master Key had a uh, had an artist signed to him, and the name of the artist was Chris. Right, uh, Chris mm-hmm. is a is a half Japanese and white um, um, artist uh, in Japan who had come up in the streets as a street baller. Street ball culture is as big in Japan as it is in America. That's the easy. It's not. It's not yeah, it's not right? bigger as far as the commercial right. side of it. You know. Exactly. Exactly. When yeah. N one was cracking, it was there too. It was there and it was yeah. there. It was, it was, I, I will, I will, you know, I, I think a big reason for that too, it's like, you know, not to take it too far off task, but, um, you know, is there's not, you know, there still isn't much representation from Japan within the uh, NBA, but basketball is huge in Japan. Um, sports are big, period, but basketball is huge. Um, sure. And not as big as baseball, obviously, but, you know, also offshoots, you know, there's, there's, there's room for people to get kind of on a global platform through offshoots, just like with the MMA, you know. Um, you know, there's room to get into a global stage without getting into the league. Like, you know, so you had, um, I remember, man, there used to be like, Man, they'd have like I think wasn't it at Yoyogi? I think they would have like, yeah, um, like a, a hip hop concert with a b ball tur- like street ball tournament going on at the same time. Exactly, you know? Yoyogi. Like Park. whoa, thousands of people, thousands, thousands of people. Yep, yep, for sure. And so and so he came up in that culture. Um, he mm-hmm. came up in that culture. Um, basketball was his life. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, and and. I believe the name of his team was the Far East Ballers. It was mm. the Far East Ballers. And so he came up in that life. Chris also was a, a, a model. You know what I mean? He yeah. was a, a yeah. very reluctant yeah. pretty boy. Very reluctant. Very reluctant. <laughs> um, seriously, man. Very reluctant, man. He, he was a hooper. Like, he balled. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. The opportunities that always came, and and he was decent. He actually went semi pro, I believe. I believe he went semi pro mm. and got hurt. I think is what happened. He could really mm. hoop. I actually hoop what he wants. He could hoop. He could hoop mm. really well. And so, um, <clears throat> so anyhow, um, he was a reluctant uh, model, um, and and that's what he started doing. Um, I don't know his, his story intimately, uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do the best I can. Um, I believe he became a model, and through becoming a model, um. In in Japan, things work a little bit differently, right? Like, yeah, like yeah. so. <laughs> so once he got into the system of entertainment, you know what they call like, um, you know, they get people in the room and you start, you know, doing these thought experiments on what can happen with a person. Right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And Chris, he came from a couple of dollars. His family wasn't rich, but in order to be an artist in Japan, um, you got to be somebody that's financially stable. Um, yeah. or come from a financially stable background. I won't get into why, but that just, it just is what it is. Yeah. There's like rags to riches stories aren't common in the entertainment business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of it has to do with like, you know, you it's very pay to play there Yeah, in a lot of ways, you know. Right. So, um, well, they, yeah. have this, yeah. they have this religion. I don't know if you remember. They remember that there's a, there's a certain religion that they have there 
and that religion mm. is really big. Um, so that guy. Yes, there you go. Yeah, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yep, yeah, yeah, and, and 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 um, most entertainers there, young entertainers, come out of that community. And, mm. and uh, but mm. that's, like, again, that's all I say about that. You know what I mean? So mm. so uh, mm. so 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 he was introduced and in, uh, and through his 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 his, his modeling career. Uh, uh, Master. Somehow or another, he got hooked up with Master Key. Who Master Key's story somehow or another weaves him back to the tunnel in in in, in New York, and he winds up doing, you know, playing there. I don't know how many yeah. times he played there, but mm-hmm. really, to be honest, it only took one time. You yeah. know, yeah. to to have that that within your bio. Um, yeah, and he came back, and he was. They were attempting to to brand Master Key as a Japanese funk master flex. This was like the yeah, that was so yo. That's actually that's a good yeah. That's a great parallel to make right that, there, man. That's, that's what that's what that's where life entertainment came from. It came mm. came out of I think Master Key. He might I think he had some type of show on TV, like some type of a rap city. Like it was something they were doing with this dude. Because because if you look at his discography, there's a bunch of uh, like he had a he had a major record label deal, and they were putting out yep. all of these master key mixes. Yep, master, yep, back, yep. back when that was fashionable for uh, for DJs. Oh yeah. So so anyhow, that's just to, to to paint a little picture of of who master key was. So it would be like it would be like Funk Master Flex signing an artist, you know, mm-hmm. and and so and he did, and so he signed he signed uh, uh, Chris. But Chris wasn't in the beginning. Chris hadn't really been an artist that long. It wasn't something mm. that I don't even think it was something he sought to do. I just think it just it just kind of well, 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 I was gonna say is because uh, Chris's modeling wasn't it more like on the hip hop side, yeah, things, right? Exactly for hip hop, which you know, just a just a quick aside again for people who you know to to kind of like frame everything uh, for the for this time this this era. Um, there are a few really big publications at that time in Japan. I mean, there are several, but there are three that, two or three that are really big. Wolfen Magazine was one of them. You had also, what was it? Blast Magazine was another yes. one. Yes. Um, oh, yes, that, yes, yes. Wolfen yeah. was the biggest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Wolfen yeah, was by far the biggest. Um, I think you had also like in this kind of skate slash hip hop side, Ollie. Um, in a few other magazines, Wolfen was huge. Though. It was kind of like a mix of the source Mm-hmm. But like, if they had blasted out their like kind of street fashion, you know, right. exactly. you know, um, section concentration on fashion, lots of really, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I'm not gonna BS, man. Like when I went back last time a couple of years ago, I picked up a couple of Wolf of magazines because look, man, it, we we knew this at the time. It's recognized now. Japan is like the fashion capital. Um, so can you you see some ill clothes like boutique labels that would only have very limited runs and things and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. the reason I wanted to bring that up is because I know a couple of other people who are both artists and models. It's like their side hustle. Um, a lot of them are mixed. Um, some of them aren't mixed. You know, some of them are straight from the states. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all to kind of like present this image of this is hip hop. You know, because obviously hip hop is not inherently Japanese. But you know, you so you will have people who are standing alongside Japanese models who are black, you know, expatriates who are living over there. Um, you have people who might be Japanese, but they're mixed, you know. Um, it's just, you have a very kind of colorful cast of characters modeling these clothes, and there's a lot of tie-in to that, though. I feel like there's a lot of tie-in where you see, like, a kind of cross-pollination between um, the modeling on the hip-hop side into actually doing it, you know. Um, and so, that's, yeah. he was And he was caught up in that whole that whole thing. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Wrote about Chris, and I'm going to post pictures of him. He does not look Japanese. So, <laughs> he, he, he doesn't. Man. He, he just doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. um, um, he now his demeanor is of a Japanese man. But mm. to look at Chris, he just looks like a young white guy, man. Really good looking kid, man. You know, at the mm. time. And, and, and uh, you know, hair was shaved, very low, low crop. You, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, you know, he could just pass for a white guy, man, in good shape and everything. And so, and so I'm told to go meet him. So mm. I go meet him. Uh, I, highlight, I highlighted that he was drunk because it wasn't a very long meeting, right? It was, it was like, I was trying to talk to him and he was like, yeah, whatever. Him and Master Key, you know, they skated off. So then I went, yeah. to, um, I went back to Tower Records and see, when I, when I was there before looking for hip-hop music, I didn't, I, ne- I didn't remember running across Chris. I didn't remember running mm. across him. But when I went back again, his album was in a different section. It was more so like mm. the pop section, right? Mm. And 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 bro, I would and I, I wish I could find this shit, man, dude. It was a double album. Oh wow! <laughs> wow! So it was a it was a double album, album was with a, a DVD album. in it. His and first album. Yes, yes. Man, that's a, man I'll tell yes. you what, bro. That's that's what I yo. Man. Man, in Japan, man, I, I remember this. Like, they will put some money to push a, a, a product and an image hard. Because, uh, so so it had a DVD in it. And again, he was with Master Key. So, so um, he was being involved in everything Master Key was involved in. You know, being on TV, touring. Having uh, access to producers that are right, right, right with him. Right. And Master Key actually was a producer, too. So, yep. so, yep. so, uh, oh, oh, he, and he worked a lot with, uh, 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 what's the other DJ we talked about last week? Um, uh, um, not DJ OS, it's, um, uh, uh, shoot, my shoot, man, shoot. I talked about going to his events. I forget what his name is. The uh, original. Utaka, Utaka. Oh, oh Utaka, yeah, Utaka. Utaka. Yeah. yeah. So Chris worked a lot with Utaka. Who uh, and a lot of a lot of artists that kind of did R and B hip hop that work with Utaka kind of went into the pop era. I used to do a lot of work with Utaka too yeah. uh, early. She that he was she was like his artist. But anyhow, um, so so and Utaka had one of the more famous studios in Shibuya. Mm. So so um, um, that's where he was doing. Chris was doing a lot of his recording at. So mm. so so just to keep in mind, I'm, I'm meeting Chris post uh, first major album. You know, uh, uh, I don't think he would be upset if I said it flopped. It did. It, did, it didn't. It didn't do well. He had mm. a song that came on MTV Japan every day um, mm. and gotten well known. Right? He had gotten well known. He had a really big fan base, and the, and the women definitely loved him. Um, but his music career, it didn't take off. Right? Mm. So, so, and that was on a major label. I don't remember which one. It might have even been Avex. Mm. Anyhow, mm. so I come onto the scene. And uh, I meet Chris. Now, now uh, it's important to understand. Chris speaks perfect English, perfect, yeah. with no accent, actually. Um, and 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 is a very very intelligent guy. Very intelligent guy. Very 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 intelligent guy. So very intelligent. Also very because I met him one time. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you were there. I think I bumped into him and met him. I was like, oh, you know my man, uh, Mark. You've been working with Mark. Um, and obviously, this is further in the story of what you're telling. But yeah, yeah. I do remember like. Just incredibly kind, really kind. Like when I met yes. him, like he was not. There's no ego. It was what he just. It was all love. It's like, oh, Mark, that's family. All right, cool. You know, like that was it. You know, good all dude. Good. 
And that's 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 a great point because that's exactly how it was, man. The next time I the next time I bumped into him and I chopped it up with him, um, he told me some very important things. Uh, mm. He told me uh, he was the first person to 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 explain to me about timing. Um, mm. Chris is younger than me. Chris Ball, he's at least five years younger than me. You know what mm. I mean? And he was like, um, he was like, focus. You know, um, you got to understand timing, man. Like you could have a you could have a perfect thing, but it could be the wrong time. And I ever since mm. he told, ever since he told me that, that always stays in the back of my mind actually. Because I told mm. I told him my plans, what I wanted to do in Japan, what I wanted to do, and he was like, well, that's possible, but it might not be the right time. So so what what we gonna do is is I'll introduce you to some people I know, you know, and we'll work together, and we'll see what happens, right? Yeah. So so uh, around this time. Um, that I meet Chris, I have this idea to do a project called New Tokyo, right? Last week I mm. read New Tokyo 2 and I held mm. off on talking about New Tokyo 1 because I wanted to talk about it here because it's very important to the story. Yeah. So I was I wanted to shoot a movie. I wanted to shoot a movie, a documentary, and do an album called New Tokyo. Um, I remember I, that. I remember you telling me that and I was just like, man, what is this motherfucker doing? Yeah. Man? So, <laughs> I want to take over. That's what I was trying to do. Take over. I know. Right? I know, man. So, 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 uh, so, so anyways, uh, so, so I, so I go, so this is right after the new beginning, right after Zebra's album comes out. So, uh, so, so I go to Zebra and I ask him, can I have the acapella for Street Dreams and Let's Get It Started, which is the song he had with, with, uh, with Swiss Beats. And so he gives them to mm-hmm. me. You know what I mean? He gives them to me. I tell him what I'm trying to do. He's like, shit, whatever. I mean, he's rich. You don't give a shit. You know what I mean? He's like, cool. <laughs> Enjoy yourself, right? <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> if you ever hang out with rich people, you know what I mean. They don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like officers in the military. Ah, oh, sounds good. Whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least of their concerns. You ain't right. getting in trouble. Cool. All right. Yeah. So, so, so. So, so, um, I remember telling Zebra about that too. I remember he was smoking and he kind of just nodded his head and was like, mm, okay. <laughs> you know, so, so anyways, um, I needed some, so this new Tokyo one was really my solo project and I was going to have Japanese artists feature on it and I was going to do some remixes. This was the idea. I was going to present myself as an artist and producer at the same time. So, uh, so we come up with this concept and then I go to Chris to try to get him to help me get more Japanese artists for the mm. project. You are listening to DFPN, the Dat Feeling Podcast Network. If you'd like to advertise with us or have a great podcast idea that needs a home, please reach out to us at podcastdatfeeling at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you love to listen to your favorite podcasts. And always remember to question the answers. Go get it. So that's where me and Chris's relationship really started to kick off. And he started bringing artists to my house. Um, mm. and, and, and Akiruno, he brought Simon to my house. He brought Shimpeda to my house. Um, he didn't come with Sheeta, but he connected me to Sheeta. And Sheeta kind of spoke English, so he and I talked on the phone. And Sheeta wound up coming to my house um, because, because of mm. Chris. Um, and so, and, and what's important is that all three of those relationships expanded into other relationships right so 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 but chris was the catalyst for all of this um mm. so and so uh 
let me pull up New Tokyo just because I don't want to forget no yeah. else. I want to make sure I didn't, I ain't finna play no music. I just wanted to look at this right quick. Shimpeda, man, I haven't heard that name in a long time, too. Wow. Okay, cool. He, he, he was, Shimpeda was one of the first Japanese freestyle champions, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. Just to give you, yep. uh, 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 Franken, uh, but whom mm-hmm. I met through DJ Cash. Shout out to DJ Cash. Franken. Franken yeah. um, um, the story on how they met is ridiculous, too. But, but, uh, mm-hmm. So I got uh, 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 my artist Rinko, who I met through through uh, Son, actually. You, mm, yep, you that's right. In one of his videos, we were mm-hmm. all out at a show one night, and I think she might have been a friend of Yokes. I don't, I don't know how Son. I don't know. I'd have to ask him um, how he wound up linking with Rinko. But anyway, Rinko came into my. My my understanding based on her work with Son in his video, so so um so anyway she winds up on the project, um uh, crocodile, uh which is mm. a crocodile, um was the artist that the Zipsies were producing. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, and I put one of his songs on the project too. Uh, Donis is on this project, um, um, uh, and ah, and I forgot all about this. And this is how crazy freaking life is, bro. Aloe Black mm. is on this project, right? That's right. That's Aloe right. Black that's, is on this project. I forgot about that. And that's yes. yes. I met you know what? Aloe- um, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I remember when I, when I moved to LA after leaving Tokyo, and I. Uh, Went to the do-over, man. It was like, uh, I, I was very close to embarrassing myself. You know, it definitely was like kind of, you know, everybody was faded. Everybody had been, you know, out in the sun listening to, um, listening to Flying Lotus, like playing, uh, DJing all night and whatnot and all afternoon. And, um, and, and, and it was Aloe Black's function, actually. Aloe Black and his, uh, partner Darren Crane founded the world famous party now called the do-over, but it was a backyard party before, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and at the end of the night, it's like Mad Lib, Kareem Riggins, it's Metaphor, Shouts and Metaphor, that's my G right there. Um, you know, just mad people were there. And I was like, yo, I think, you know, I was on the way out and it was just them. It was just the homies. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, yo, yo, thanks again, man. Yo, he said, welcome, welcome, welcome from Japan. I miss that place, whatever. And I was like, yeah, man. Matter of fact, you know a friend of mine. And I kept trying to tell him that you knew him. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, everybody's kind of like, you're in LA, you're kind of in danger of looking like yeah, too yeah. much of a fan or whatnot. So I was like, you right. know what? He's like, yeah, I don't know that guy from the top mark. I, you, yeah, you keep telling me about him. I don't know. And everybody's kind of looking at me weird. And I was like, ah, yeah, man, my bad, man. He goes by defocus and he stops me. He's like, defocus? Yo, how is he? That's my man right there. I was like, word. Save me. Save me. But I, was, I was about to start looking like, I, I was in danger of looking like a clown. I probably did a little bit, you know, but. Uh. <laughs> no, nah, nah, man, me, 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 me and Alo kept up for years before before he blew up, blew up. You know, and if people don't know exactly who we're talking about, this is my guy about three or four years ago. He had the number one hit in the world, man, called Wake Me Up. Don't wake me up. Don't wake me yep. up until it's all over. That's Alo yep. That's what we're talking about. Who, who, and also had the uh, also had the uh, that the single the dollar you know right 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 I need a dollar I need a dollar yep had a record deal yep. with uh, Stone's Throw okay so yep, that's yep. how he came into actually he came in, he was a part of a group I do not remember their names um but, it was uh, him and, him in Exile actually yes. Ella Black in Exile um, because, I forget the name because of the, his the his his original approach to music because the Ella Black is Brazilian. Is he? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He's half Brazilian or 
I think it's either Brazilian or Puerto Rican. He's one of those. Mm, mm. those and if you go go back in his discography his original music was that and all the projects oh, wow. he was doing had at least one song on there completely in Spanish and he was oh, wow. that was his bag when he first came in and he was rapping he was doing more rapping just a mm. very intensely talented guy right like I mean just like oh, like um uh, you, he's not a guy you can pin down like it, it it made all the sense in the world to me that he would have written and put out uh, don't wake me up, which is which is actually crazy because what became the hit actually is a remix. People don't mm. don't know that um, he had don't wake me up. It was just it was basically a country record, and uh, and mm. it added those um, those big elements to it. Anyhow, um, so he winds up on a project. Uh, 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 man, I don't have. To, I wish I could get into the Aloe Black story. I'm not. Let me get. So let me get back to yeah. it. Anyway, so anyway, so he's on this album. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so Chris is bringing me these artists and Chris does not wind up on the project. I do not know why, but he's not on mm. this project. Um, but, uh, during the process of putting this project together, oh, my man Los is on it from Grown Man. Shout out to Los. Yep, yep. Shout so, out to Los. So, um, um, during the process of putting this together, Chris releases his second album, which is now not on the major label. It's on a smaller label called BBMC. Um, yep. Who's still formidable, but not, 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 not uh, Avex. You know, it's just, it's just mm. a smaller label. So I wound up producing two songs on that album. And that's when I, when I talked about last time when I got my first check, my first real check mm. came via Chris. So, so, mm. so because Chris, um, at, at the heart of why the relationship with Chris was so important is because he and I could have intensely detailed conversations about what in I English. do. Right. right. And in English. And he was able to break exactly. down exactly. things about that. You can't overstate cannot. the importance. Cannot. cannot. Cannot overstate the importance of having somebody, um, no matter what it is, you could be an aspiring um you can be an aspiring um, artist, you know, who wants to work in anime or you could be somebody who wants to work in business or work in music, whatever. Like when you go somewhere, but it's, you know, anywhere you, you want to know or at least have a grasp on the inner workings of that place. Because every place has its own different rhythm, own different code, own different way of doing things. Japan is exponentially more difficult because you have to have either one and you still do kind of need to have put some time into studying the language. And even more importantly, the cultures and the customs, you know, yeah, but, but check massively important. Check this out mm-hmm. <laughs> because, <laughs> because it, it needs to be said that Chris's mom is a white lady whose job it was in Japan to be a liaison between Americans oh, and Japanese companies. Goodness. He, I he, did not know that, dude. Yes. I did not know that. He grew up with the keys. His mom do this. <laughs> He right? grew up with the keys, man. Yeah, yes. wow. He grew up. So now, 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 for me, you're tying together a lot of loose ends. Yeah. So I used to wonder, like, how did he come to be in certain positions that he was in, um, and come to have the understanding that he had of of the uh, of, right. of, of the whole scene there. I so got it. When he was communicating to these artists for me, he knew how to translate. He knew how to keep my best interest at heart, knowing what I wanted to do as he spoke mm. to these people. And he, it's mm. like he knew how to elicit the correct response from them about working with me. 
right? Mm. He put them at ease because Japanese people need to be put at ease all of the time. So, so he, and that's not a diss. It just is what it is. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, so he, he put them, he always put them at ease about. So you're kind of saying like, instead of like, instead of like um, the conversation ending off with like, uh, he wants to give you beats, you know, because, you know, obviously like if you speak to somebody and you don't have somebody like that in your corner mm-hmm. um, and you're trying to actually move the stakes forward in a relationship with somebody and you, it's kind of natural that, you know, if I'm like, you know, in that same position, because it has happened to me before where I'm actually trying to angle for something different. Right. Um, I think this happened one time when I was actually trying to angle for a project actually through Libra. And what it ended off with was like, well, you're beat makers. So why don't you just give us some beats and we'll give them to these artists and whatnot. Right. And they ended up using those beats on their album. Mm. I had a whole different thing in mind though, actually. Mm. You know, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, no, that's I, the I totally thing about communication. So I, so, so he was he was huge for me because because he he could cut through a lot of a lot of junk for me. Um, mm. He could he he also connected me with Master Key. Right, I got cool with Master Key mm. because of him. He would invite me into his circle. I met Utaka because of him. Right, mm. like and me, me, me doing what, and and now, and now they were because Chris wasn't originally a rapper. He always had to deal with these attitudes, right? Mm. Like, um, he was a good guy, but people, he wasn't whack, right? Like, he wasn't a whack rapper. Like, he could it, keep a beat, and he, you know, he was he was decent. You know, it wasn't that. It was just that they had a problem with his come up. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. come up and they and, and 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 he knew it though. He was very aware of it, but man, he didn't care, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like they mm-hmm. they were just jealous, you know, whatever. So so um so anyways, man, and and when you got a person that will call you and say, Hey, I think you should go here. Hey, you should go to this event. Hey, I got somebody I want you to meet. Hey, you, you see what I'm saying? Like he would, mm-hmm. he would initiate a lot of this stuff with me. Because he knew what I wanted to do. Again, he would come to my home. You know, he became a really good, a really, really good friend of mine, man. And that, and, mm. and, and so relationships with, um, you know, like Simon, for instance, he connected me to Simon that eventually connected me to, you know, 318 that, that then connected me to a bunch of other underground artists. You know what mm. I mean? You know, uh, Shimpeda wound up becoming great friends with Yoke um, because he worked with me. You know, and, mm. and uh and Shimpeda was a part of a he was a part of a and Shimpeda and Chris, in fact, in fact, Shimpeda and Chris were such good friends. Shimpeda uh emceed Chris's uh uh wedding party, the 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 the, the dog on reception. Like that's mm. how that's how cool they was. And I was at Chris's wedding. I went to Chris's wedding oh, wow. when we got married, and my mm. son was uh, uh um I believe he was the ring bearer. He was Wow. Yeah, my son was in his <laughs> wedding. Like this is I only highlight these things to 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 tell you how close we became. Like this like like and that and that we still are to this day, you know. Um Chris Chris this is going to be real quick. Chris came mm-hmm. to America just to tell you who Chris is, bro. Listen, listen. Mm-hmm. And then I'm done, I promise. I promise. <laughs> you know, you know man, like I love this dude, man. And he mm-hmm. because he's such a genuine soul. But Chris is a star. He's a mm. star, man. And and what stars are born, man. You cannot make a star, bro. You you you, yeah. listen, man. Stars are born. They just they just mm. are. And Chris met a one. Chris came to America. 
because he wanted to go see his grandparents. Again, I told you how he's half white. His grandparents mm-hmm. lived in Pennsylvania, I believe, or upstate New York, one of the two. And uh, mm-hmm. so he came, he took a trip to America to go see his grandparents. While he's here, he's going to take a trip down to Atlanta to check me out, right? That's it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, so he goes up there. All right. Then he comes down to see me. Now, while he's here, we devised this plan. I had just met this guy that worked for Def Jam South. No, Def Jam. Yeah, Def Jam South. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 I promise it's going to be quick. So, so yeah, yeah. This, 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 <laughs> this, this, uh, we tell this guy that Chris is a writer from a magazine in Japan, which Chris did sometimes write articles for Woofin, right? Back to Woofin. Mm-hmm. Chris sometimes mm-hmm. wrote articles for Woofin. So, and Chris was often in that magazine. And so mm. uh, Chris comes here. I tell this guy about Chris. He's like, oh, my God, I need to I need to let him meet these other people. We're going to see if we can get some interviews. Man, I have been in I have been in, 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 in America for like four or five months. I wasn't mm. even here that long, bro. I wasn't even here that long. Chris got off that plane. I introduced Chris to this dude. This dude took us on air with DJ Drama. He took us mm. on air with uh, Greg, DJ Greg Street, um, DJ Infamous. Now, 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 if you down south, you know who all of these guys are. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, of course, everybody knows DJ Drama is, but but yeah. so I'm up in these radio stations, bro. I just fucking got here. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> right? I just fucking got here. I don't have access to this shit. But Chris mm. coming from Japan because. The idea was his. It was his idea to even do this shit. Oh, so wow. he comes. Yes, bro. He comes here. I wind up, man. It's, some people are just man. It's just who they are, bro. It's just influencers and cues. Mm-hmm. And and so and so he comes here. I wind up. I wind up in these places, meeting these people, doing these things, right? And so uh, and so and then we wind up. We wind up at an album release party for for Kerry Hilson. Uh, and and while we're there, um. Polo the Dawn is in there playing music that he's not supposed to be playing off of Usher's upcoming album. Uh, and the single is Love in This Club. Like, like, mm. like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, this is the first time experience when I first get here because of Chris. What the fuck, wow. right? So then yeah. Chris leaves, right? Dig this shit. Mm-hmm. And then I'm done. Dig this shit. Chris mm-hmm. leaves. He gets on the airplane on his way back to wherever his grandparents were. He was going to stop there, and that's where the flight went out to go back to Japan. That's why I think it was mm-hmm. New York. So mm-hmm. on his way back there, he meets a lady on the airplane. This mm-hmm. lady he meets is married to Akon. Um, it's, it's commonly known Akon has multiple wives. That's not the point of It is what it is. So, mm-hmm. so he meets one of Akon's wives, right, on the plane. She mm-hmm. sees this dude, and she's like, are you a model? <laughs> He's like, yeah, you know. And she says, well, my husband's Akon, and he's got a, uh, a, a a clothing line called Convict Music, and I think you would be perfect with it. Do you have a portfolio? Funny you should say that. He he does have a portfolio, right? Yeah. So, so he gives it to her. He flies back to Tokyo. This dude mm-hmm. lands in Tokyo to a message from someone at Convict Music asking him to call them. He calls these people. They say, how fast can you get back here? This dude got back on a plane the next day to come wow. back to America. The next wow. day, he calls wow. me from Japan. Focus, what are you doing? I'm coming back. I'm coming back. This is what happened. I'm, he's like, I'm, I'm going to try to make this work for you. Huh? 
So, <laughs> okay. So, so he comes. So he comes back. He's telling me what happened. He goes in. He does the photo. He comes back so fast that they couldn't book him a room where they wanted to book him. So the guy wow. that ran Convict Music, which was a guy named Babs, who actually mm. ran Convict Music at the time, he's an African. Yeah, I heard of Babs. Um, yep, um, yep. Um, Senegal, I think. Yes, exactly. Yep, yep. So and so um. And so he, so Chris is staying at Babs Mansion. You know what I'm mm. saying? Why they, why they here? Uh, 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 and so, uh, so, so finally, I guess the next day or whatever, they they book him a, a nice room down in Buckhead. And so, mm. um, so Chris calls me. He's like, "Man, I'm down here. Um, I just told the guy about you, man. He wants to meet you. Who wants to meet me?" Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm like, who wants to meet me? Leak, anybody listening to me? I'm in America like four months. I just got here, bro. I just got here. I just got here. I'm like, I'm like 50 pounds overweight. You know what I'm saying? I just still, got here, still trying to get like all your bearings down and whatnot. Yes. Like you're, still, you're probably still learning the geography of Atlanta yes. at that point. I'm, I'm riding around the city with MapQuest, bro. So, 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 so he's like, man, um, I told this guy about you. He wants to meet you. What in the fuck? Right. Okay, go. Mm-hmm. So I go down to where Convict Music is in Buckhead. And, mm-hmm. and then you walk into the main lobby on the bottom floor. And then they tell you to have a seat and then they make a call. Cool. Mm-hmm. Go up to the next, do you go up to the floor where Convict Music is? There's mm-hmm. a lobby. And they call somebody, and then they let you in, and then you sit down. Mm-hmm. And then that guy calls somebody, and then they take you to a waiting room, <laughs> and then you sit down. Oh, my gosh, man. Yeah. It's like worse than the doctor's office, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so finally, Babs will see you now. Okay. Mm-hmm. And listen, man, on everything I love, bro, I'm not making this up. Please don't think I'm making this shit up. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please, it sounds made up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't. You told me, you told me some of this. I don't okay. know all of it, but you're filling in a lot of blank spots that I didn't know about. So we walk into this, so we walk into this, into this office that is the size, it's like a 1,300 square foot office, right? We walk <laughs> bigger into than my house. Office, right? <laughs> and when I walk in, I kid you not, bro, when I walk in to my left, there's Chris sitting in a seat in the corner, right? Like, like and, and he's like, oh, what's up, man? What's up? I'm like, yo, what's, what's, what's up? And then, and, and, and then I hear like, welcome. And I look all the way across this big-ass office. And this dude is like, welcome. And then he tells the dude that shows us in in, 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 in a language to go get chairs. So mm, the dude rustles mm. back with a couple of chairs. It's, it's, it, it, and, uh, and me and Chris are sitting in front of this dude. My brother was in town. That's what's crazy. Anyways, mm-hmm. so, so, uh, so me and so me and Chris is sitting in front of this dude, and this dude is like, "Look, I ain't got a lot of time." Um, um, then he had one of Akon's first albums, and he showed yeah. it to me. It was still in the plastic, and he cracked it open, and he's like, "You see this guy right here?" He said, "Yeah, he produces all Akon's music." I know we say Akon produce it, but that's just what we say. Anyhow, this guy's who produced all the music. <laughs> I just got this guy an eight million dollar publishing deal. I don't fuck around. If you dope, I'm gonna look out for you. Your guy says you're good. Do you have a CD? Yeah. He's like, all right, cool. I'm going to check this out. I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. 
Mm-hmm. He says, all right, I'm going to check this out. Here's my car. Call me tomorrow at 132. Okay. 132. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, no problem. Uh, we freaked out. I, I, I leave. Uh, Chris, Chris, Chris comes out in the hallway with me. He's like, man, I'm, we, we, we whispering this shit. And we pass up, we pass up Akon in the hallway going back to the lobby. And wow. Uh, wow. it's like, man, these people have so much money. Like, he's like, man, it's crazy. <laughs> he's like, man, I hope this can help you. I'm about to get on the plane tomorrow, but I hope that, 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 that this helps you and much love to you. Boom, Chris left, right? Uh, Called wow. dude the next day at 1.32. He answered the phone. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, focus. I've not gotten the chance to listen to it yet. Um, call me this afternoon at 545. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Call him at 545. I still have not got a chance to listen. Call me tomorrow at 1202. All right, cool. Like, bro, this shit went on. This shit went on for like two weeks, Leek. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it went on for like two weeks. And he could not find the time to listen to the CD. Right? Wow. And so wow. um eventually somebody else started answering the number I had, and it was and it was an assistant of his. And, mm. and the assistant mm. uh just told me they were gonna leave him a message and he would get back to me whenever. Yeah. So anyhow, yeah. Only reason I told that whole story is because people like Chris are very special people, right? Mm, um, mm, um, mm. And I just wanted an episode from my side to dedicate to how much I appreciate this dude, and 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 um and we're friends to this day. We're friends to this day. Um, he has an amazing job right now, and it's just freaking yeah. amazing, bro. Follow yeah, he's working for the NBA right now. Yes, right? yes, bro. Like he works for a Japanese company that documents the NBA. So every every so so for every, every playoff season for like the last ten years, man, Chris flies in. Uh, I believe starting at the conference finals, and and he wow. follows these teams around. He has all access passes, bro. Go to his wow. page, man, at Chris New Tokyo, bro, and look at his pictures with the with the people he has. And you know, NBA does exhibitions in Japan every year. So every year they go mm-hmm. over there. Chris is the one that's that's. Um, the kind of the face time. of it, right? Huh? Kind of like the face of it as far as exactly. liaising everything. Yeah, he's the face of it. Mm-hmm. But he's also the guy who, when LeBron James is dead, that's LeBron's guy while he's there the whole time. <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, like, like it, it's, oh, man. It, it's like he has that type of job, dude. I've only met a couple of people in my life like Chris, man. But when you get around these people, they get so many opportunities that some just fall on you. Like, it, it's, it's... Yeah, right, it's right? Like, Donis like this like is just... That. Like, 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 it's air. You know what yes. I'm saying? Almost like, like it's just like, you ain't got that either? Yeah, it's Bro, air. They walk like, into yeah. a room and people just start giving them shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and you just so happen to be there, bro. If it's if it's if it's if it's a couple of chicks, you might mind. You might wind up with one. If it's mm. if it's money that they're giving out, you might get the change, and the change is in the hundreds. Uh, mm. you know, whatever it is, bro. Like he's just one of those guys, man. And 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 the reason why I wanted to do this is for him was because he's so humble about it that. I just, I just love that about dude, man. So, so yeah. shout out yeah. to Chris, man. That's the end of shout my story. Chris. Shout out to Chris and uh, Chris Lynn, man. And um, yeah, he was a huge, he was a huge catalyst, man. There's only two more stories about Japan I want to tell. The second of which is leaving Japan. So I was about to say, what, what, what's the next, uh, what's the next episode? The last one is is my road to how I, uh, I only talked about Zebra two to an extent, right? Like yeah. I never yeah. got into me producing a single for him. 
and how that changed my life in Japan too. Um, and, and, how, and how and how financially it saved my life in America. You know what mm. I'm saying? So, so mm. I just kind of wanted to highlight that just to make sure I close out about my guy uh, Zebra the best I could. You know what I mean? And then and then and then I'm gonna just tell the story how how I you know left how I came to this the decision um, to mm. leave. And then that shit closed me out. All right. And I don't know how long we've been talking, but you're more than welcome to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, bro. I wanted to give it, I, I wanted to kind of give you, because you covered, um, I, I feel like you covered a lot more ground than I did. I stayed specifically within a certain couple, you know, two or three camps. Uh-huh. I, but I wanted to make sure that I gave you the time um, to kind of speak a little bit on um what it is that you, uh, you know, like what you wanted to speak on. It's from your story. Um, no, no doubt. Um, I, I also think it's important. Like for me, it's like my, my, um, my involvement in Japan hasn't stopped yet. And I feel like there is going to be a, um, maybe after the next, the next episode, I think it'd be important to kind of delve into a little bit. Um, what I, what, what I started to do, I'm trying to think about the best way to do this because I'm thinking about um, post Japan after leaving. That's yeah, when because you, certain you, you, yeah yeah you went back you you went back um, I, I went back a couple of times but you're, but my, my my times is more so like on a family tip. Yeah this 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 um the the point of my departure from Japan actually opened a new chapter that's still being written right now. Okay cool. It's the, it's, so that's the that's kind of one you know we've kind of like covered all the ground that I kind of feel is important to cover as far as, um, as far as, you know, um, leading up to the departure. But at some point, I think maybe, uh, actually, probably in the last episode, we'll do like a longer last episode around um, leaving Japan. And I definitely will go into that then. That's what I want to kind of, that's when you'll hear me uh, kind of open up a little bit more about some things because there's a lot of, uh, there are a lot of moving parts that I didn't really see were kind of uh, in the works. Um, and it led to more work um, up to what I'm working on now, you know, over there. So, ooh, perfect, perfect. Perfect, my God. Well, thank you all again for listening, man. Um, yes, yes. This is fun. Yo, man, comment, follow everywhere you, you listen to podcasts. And uh, until next time, peace. Peace, peace.